My name is Rachel White, and people call me the Skeptical Shaman. They say it like it's a contradiction, but it's not. For more than a decade, I've been researching and building tools for the spiritually homeless. You know, the curious but critical thinking people that, like me, have had a tough time navigating a landscape of gurus and grifters and crystal heavy people, searching for a way to fill what Neil Gaiman called that God-shaped hole, all while, of course, not getting taken. As the host of the Skeptical Shaman podcast, I want to help us all develop a map of this confusing terrain. I'm going to talk to everybody, the curious, the skeptical, the cynical, and yes, even the true believers. Together, we can safely explore the world of Wu and get closer to some meaningful existential truths. This is The Skeptical Shaman. Welcome to another episode of The Skeptical Shaman podcast. I feel unprepared a little bit. I have no makeup on. I am in athleisure wear, just like a modern cult leader would be on her busy work day. It's, it's unfortunately, I'm mirroring the look of Nancy Salzman a little more than I'd care for. And the reason I feel underdressed is because we officially have a true badass babe. It's a formal title. It's it's a it's a title given to you by I assume a leader of a foreign nation. That's how I've taken it. That's yeah. how I want to address you, Kelly Pender. Kelly Pender of the Badass Babe Oracle Podcast is here. She does a lot of other stuff, so I'm going to let her introduce herself and talk a bit about that. <laughs> was an amazing intro. Thank you for that. You should make people kneel in your presence. I should. <laughs> Greatest troll ever. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Yes. Well, thank you for having me on. I'm really excited to dive in and kind of like bust some myths here around manifestation yeah. and abundance and all the bullshit that we see. So Anywho, a quick intro on me is that I'm a spiritual manifestation coach, and I work with women to really allow them to just come into alignment with who the fuck they are and who they came here to be, right? Breaking free from societal programming, yeah. finding their true selves, their gifts, their wisdoms, their, their skills that they came here to share with the world and own it unapologetically. And by doing so, they open up the flow of abundance. They open yes. up the flow of everything that they've been desiring for themselves with ease. It's no longer like trying to manifest abundance or trying to become an energetic match to money, right? Yeah. And we do it in a really simple and fun way. Yeah. Not all the bullshit that you see on TikTok and oh my God, whatever really, else. When I start listening to it, I get like crazy in my head. It gives me anxiety in my chest. And I just start to feel, I feel stress sometimes when I hear people being like, and you got to do this, da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. and this is the way to abundance. And as long as you're doing this, and I'm thinking like, why is this so much like the framework of the inquisition? <laughs> like it feels so accusatory, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. like in just all of this, nope, that's wrong. Like almost like a nun. I went to Catholic school, like slapping you on the goddamn hand. And everyone I've spoken to who's come to me for, you know, I don't do what you do at all, but they'll mention mm -hmm. things like, well, you know, working on manifesting or whatever. And you just hear this neurotic and generally, in my experience, negative self-talk. Yeah. There's a lot of that that goes on. And it feels like it's all in the head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This area, none of it's really grounded. None of it feels fun or uh -huh. joyful or in flow. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I know you've had your 
work is informed by your own experience. You've had a journey with abundance and with manifestation. Yes. And it you got into it in one way, which I'm sure a lot of people are going to relate to. You mm-hmm. skeptically and, and through your curiosity, asked some questions, thought about some things, used a little bit of what we call logic yeah. on the show. I don't know if you've heard it. It's out of vogue now in society, but we still oh. try and bring it in. And, you know, where you're at with it now, I'd like to hear the the origin story of this real deal mm-hmm. mindset that you have. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I would say like manifestation was introduced to me maybe 12 years ago. Right. And it could have yeah. been years before that. My parents were talking about the secret. And I just remember being like, what's that? That sounds hard. That sounds woo woo, which I now don't subscribe to that word. I don't like that word, but whatever. It just sounded really foreign. Right. And so once I began to go down that path is when I got into yoga teacher training, Oracle cards, and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it felt like the social media world of manifestation just blew up. And I remember I was being pulled in that direction, but I was looking at it and I remember thinking that every single thing that I was doing was wrong. (laughs) It felt like a job. It felt like it was like like religion. Yeah. It just felt like here's 19 things that are going to allow you to manifest your like vision board life or manifest your most desired life unlock money, unlock abundance. And it just felt heavy. It felt hard. And it felt like, no, thank you. I I don't have time for this because I don't like feeling like I'm doing something wrong. Well, it's right? interesting you described it that way. And you mentioned the secret because James Arthur Ray, who, of course, you know, Oprah sort of elevated, he was one of the contributors to the secret, was convicted of some kind of manslaughter or murder. I don't want to help. And this is, yeah, I just am not going to get the, uh, the exact crime right but he did a sweat lodge out in the desert and a bunch of people died and people were trying to warn him and it it was wild it was wild he's out of prison now and selling coaching packages about like if i could survive that and get rich again you can do it like it's no remorse no sense of like natural humility after that Mm -hmm. at all the seek safely pledge which i took was founded and created in part because of the families of the deceased from that event Mm. that he hosted and there's a by the way anyone listening if you want to dig deeper Wondery did a fantastic podcast called uh the guru about him and what i gained from listening to that podcast and like the survivor stories i mean there's like survivors who almost died truly of like heat poisoning smoke inhalation all this wild shit that was happening they all talked about what you just said which is you're not doing this right or or if you this idea of like victim blaming or just human blaming if you're right. not getting these things it's cuz you're still not doing what you're supposed to and it puts the onus so they're taking money and time from people fucking with their head and then they're telling them if you fail at this it's because of you and not our methodology not no. me I'm beyond reproach right so you're you're the problem here oh. and it's terrible. Yeah. So you you got the same neurotic list, it sounds mm-hmm. like, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I just and- remember asking a few of my friends and clients, because I'm, I'm so curious about how people got into manifestation in the first place. Yeah. Like, that's really fun for me. And then I love hearing their experience. And recently, I had a few people in my backyard for our 
Baddest Babe community party, those who were local. And I was like, what was your experience with manifestation? Like, what did it actually feel like for you? And every single person said, it felt like a job, a job that I didn't have time for. And so I didn't want to do it. And that's what's so sad to me because it's like manifestation in my eyes and in, in my realm is like really fucking fun. It's fun and it's light, but it's like, it probably took me 10 to 12 years to discover that it can be fun. <laughs> well, what you're describing sounds to me like it's something that's always been inherent in you. Yeah. And when you went on the journey, you met maybe some characters that were trying to tell you they could sell you that thing that you already had. They were going to repackage it and brand it and give it back to you for money when it was with you the whole time, the real version that actually worked. Yeah. Yes. And that's what's so interesting because, I mean, everything is all about coming back home to you, right? Yeah. Like that's just the main key. That's the main source. That's the main solution. And so are there a lot of solutions to come back home to you? Sure. I could list literally 35 right now, right? But when you give someone a list of 35 ways to come back home to you or 35 ways to come back into alignment to unlock abundance to manifest your FES life. It's like, that sounds great, but I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah. And I don't want to do anything that feels hard. <laughs> so well, can I, we just from what it? I've gathered, it doesn't work. It does hard aside. It's, it's hard and ineffective. Yes. It is a joyless money pit of a masturbation that yes. you're going to go on this boondoggle and you're going to have literally nothing to show for it. And it, it's, it, it's crazy, but I think it sells and it, it gets hooks into people because it's hopium and because the coaches, the practitioners, the influencers who espouse this, you know, manifestation doctrine stuff, they make their lives look great on social media. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody kind of baseline understands that social media is not real and that it's curated, but what they don't understand is how inverted the image people are projecting can be to their real life. Because I know some of these individuals, I've met them, I've gotten to know them. I am blown away by how in scarcity they are, mm. how unhappy, how joyless, how snappy and kind of bitchy they mm. are. There's no flow in that space. Not to mention like they're living off of credit cards or they have a team that makes them look good. Like it's yeah. wild mm -hmm. in the hopes that that's going to catch on. Like they're in yeah. this full scarcity famine mindset, hoping they're going to go viral. It's it's really a wild thing to watch. You know, like how a bunch of the Real Housewives are have gone horrifically into debt with glam and all the in decorating their homes to try and look like a rich Real Housewife on yeah. Bravo. Yeah, it's crazy. They're it running a deficit. No one's turning a profit. Yes. Yeah, and it's interesting because I I'm thinking about images that I would see on like Pinterest, for example. Right. Yeah. It was like manifest your vision board life. And it was all the same thing. It was all the same designer bags, all the same cars, all the same houses, all the same pictures of travel. There's nothing wrong with that. And yes, that does spark interest and desire within us. But it, it felt like, well, if you don't drive the G Wagon, if you don't have the designer purse, then like you fucking suck at manifestation and you're not doing it right. Right. And I think that we forget to ask ourselves, it's like, do I even desire that as the outcome? Do I even desire having yeah. the car, having the house, having the designer bag, having the this? Like, 
maybe I what want feeling do you think different. that's going to give you right yes what feelings a lot of people even when they get there it, it's an anti-climax there's no lift mm -hmm. that comes with the big book deal the book getting released or some of these things that might go that are like more substantive even than boats and shit on a vision mm -hmm. board but there's no we assume there's going to be a feeling that comes yeah. with that or our life's just better now and it's just stuff yep it is just stuff and and some of us are like really deeply connected to that and and mm -hmm. receive like an energy behind it but a lot of us are so led by fear and led by mm -hmm. well this is what society deems as you are successful you are wealthy you are abundant so when i have that i'll feel successful wealthy abundant and it's like if that's not even what you actually desire for yourself then why are you chasing it because yeah. you're going to be constantly seeking searching waiting for the thing and you're never going to feel happy when you actually get the thing that's the hat trick is have you know one of the things I'll encourage clients to do is seriously reflect on dreams that they had from childhood, mm. right? And whether or not they've given themselves any of those things as adults. And and this hit me because I have a wolf like hybrid German Shepherd dog, and I was walking him in my old neighborhood in which is the West Loop in Chicago. It's right near downtown. There's a fancy Montessori preschool on the ground floor of my building. It's a good mm -hmm. neighborhood. That's how you know you're in it. That and like the Princhy, which is fancy Starbucks. That's when oh. you've know made it. Walking him, this little girl gets out of a car, beelines for my dog. And he's very good with children. Thank God she goes, it's a wolf. And put her arms around his neck and hugged him and said, I love him. I want a wolf. And I, I swear to God, almost like a seizure. I remembered this whole like year long phase when I was about five years old where I wanted a pet wolf. Mm. and like i did it we don't do a, like a lot of like sitting with things and going is this something i've always wanted am i living the life that i had you know daydreamed about when i was sitting in a like a shitty office building somewhere right. in a cubicle odds are yeah yeah mm -hmm. the other thing about what you said is the focus on consumerism which i'm i'm a capitalist i'm such a capitalist that i'm an anarcho-capitalist i'm a libertarian you do you just don't infringe on my property rights that's where that's my thing right right but the consumerism thing to me is a form of mass hypnosis it, it's its own cult and having written ad copy and worked on how to present numbers to share like that whole world i just see it and i can't unsee it now yeah and i'm wondering Two, if that, if let's say a vision board, it's a G wagon, you got some Louis Vuitton, which is not my favorite aesthetically. Mm -hmm. um, that, it's always mystified me a little bit. And all this other stuff, maybe you got like that marble countertop you wanted, that vacation in Bali, all that shit. To get it, you know, because this is where it gets into the coaching and the MLM kind of stuff within the, the world of woo, the industry of woo. To get it, are you turning off a little bit of your empathy? as you pursue these things. Mm. Did you find anyone around you? My friend Roger and I were just talking about this the other day. He went to one of these like abundance kind of meetups. Mm -hmm. And when he said something about a personal struggle he was having, everybody like moved away from him like he had a disease. What? Because they don't want to catch his bad famine scarcity energy. He was uh. talking about going through a hard time in his life and they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You better take that outside, buddy. We don't want to catch a disease. Like they, he became dehumanized. 
in the session. He saw it happen because they wanted their stuff. Meanwhile, there's a human in the room. And also, that's not how it works. Have you encountered any of that lack of empathy? Like, listen, this is me just manifesting like as a weird rapper on some gnarly behavior. So what's coming through for me is like what I've experienced personally and also working with clients is like, um, well, you don't want to totally feel your feelings because you don't want to feel bad. You don't want to feel shitty because then you're not being high vibe because then you're not being positive, right? Spiritual bypassing. Yes. So I've definitely had that myself and especially with my clients. And I'm like, why are we preventing ourselves from feeling our fucking feelings? Yeah. Why are we preventing ourselves from like having this human experience? Because the more that you are shunned or wronged or shamed for that and people are like, don't taint our energy, your poo-poo energy. It's like that's A- like you get to energetically protect yourself to not take on anyone else's shit. And mm-hmm. B, like we're all here to hold space for one another. And yeah. it's not fair to not allow others to feel their feelings because then you're just further placing them in this feeling of being wrong. And then yeah. we don't feel our fucking feelings. And if we don't feel them, we can never process and move forward. Right. It's interesting. There is some. Some individuals, examples coming to mind for me of people that were like abundance type coaches, truly like that was their core business, right? And that was their model. And they would coach others to do this. Mm -hmm. And I watched, I I did this interesting experiment that no one knows about but me. Because I got the bad heebie-jeebies, technical Mm -hmm. term, medical term, heebie-jeebies, or otherwise known as the willies, colloquially. When I interacted with them, I got love bombed, right? And I, you know, I grew up with that shit. So I was just like, now nah, I've paid way too much for therapy. I know what the, I know what this animal is. And also it was overly familiar. Like, you don't know me. Like, we just love you. You're the best. We want to do everything with you. I was like, I could be a fucking serial killer. You guys have no idea. You don't know who I am. Like, it's odd to be that way. Yeah. And But I watched it and I gave myself permission to stay in the periphery and interact and, and watch and I immediately noticed their focus is on like this boss bitch. Mm. Why can't I have it? Almost like toxic corporate masculinity energy, mm-hmm. but with women claiming to be spiritual. So that was an interesting red flag. I just and, and the other thing is all roads lead to me getting. So whatever it takes, you know, if there's something in the news cycle that people are upset about, I'm going to capitalize on that. I'm going to convert that into something for me, the posts, the products, the whole thing. Basically commoditizing other people's pain. One one case in particular was sort of like claiming to be raising money for women's reproductive rights, which is a cause near and dear to my heart. It just mm-hmm. is because I just think everybody should be left alone. I don't know. That's That's my attitude. And then you go to the website and you realize like, oh, you can round up. And that's what goes to a charity that's not named, and it's a, it's a couple cents on, you know, many, many tens of dollars for this merch. And, you know, I kind of said something and they're like, you know, why are, why are you interfering with our abundance? And I was like, no, I'm interfering with your nefarious, you know, skullduggery. Like that's, that's what, and I don't think they didn't mean it. I think they thought like whatever we do, whatever we pursue, that's on my vision board. That's for me. 
I'm allowed to have that. Why can't I have things? You know, women go through their lives not asserting themselves or manifesting. So this is us sort of evening out the scales a little bit. I was like, this is a this is a cult. Like yeah, you've yeah. culted yourself. Like you've got brain worms now. <laughs> For real. And also it's just not gonna work because it's weird. Like anytime someone sniffs weird, like good luck long term. It's not gonna it's not gonna take root. Yes. And so that to me is looking at abundance in a totally different perspective than the way I do, where it's like yeah. there's not enough for anyone. It's a very limited resource and it needs Zero to be. If somebody else gets it, it's taken from me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I never crazy. subscribe to that because that well, to me no. isn't truth. It's like it's it's not that way. It's it's also the exact thinking that implodes our economy every couple of years. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. That is what dis- did 2008, the credit crunch and the financial crisis. And, every, it's, and we're heading there again. So in terms of you and, and what you coach people on, I mean, I know we're just talking on a podcast, like we're not going to be able to boil that ocean, but tips for people as they're navigating this landscape and they, they want to be abundant and they want to be manifestors, which is a real thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some tips, tricks that you would advise them to just assess that maybe some things they can do from the jump? Yes. So- I'm going to share my three-step method that's like really easy. Obviously, we go deep into this in, in programs and whatnot, but it's like you can do this today, <laughs> right? And I call it the uh, abundance DNA method because it's like everyone is just innately abundant. You were born abundant. We just forgot and we were too busy looking at the external, which told us if we were abundant, successful, wealthy happy or not right and so mm-hmm. step number one i'd love to well before step one so just right now it's just like becoming aware awareness is everything right and that. so when you're looking around at things on on social media and other people it's like i invite you to take a moment to just be like do i actually believe that do i actually believe that to be the truth that like the example you were giving that if they get it, then there's none left for me, right? Do mm-hmm. I really believe that to be true? No. Okay. Like, then what do you subscribe to, right? And this is where you get to be discerning where it's like, I don't need to take on other people's beliefs. I don't need to take on other people's stories. Yeah. And I get to have my own thoughts. I get to have my own beliefs. I get to have my own opinions. So that's like before step number one is just becoming aware of what you're choosing to subscribe to in the manifestation world, right? And when it comes to abundance. And then step one actually is really just going into what's going on in your subconscious. And like, if you were to think of, so when I say the word or when I say the phrase, like you are innately an abundant being, you were born abundant, just take a moment to notice what comes up for you. Are you like, F you, that's bullshit. I don't believe that. Making money is hard. Abundance is hard because whatever is coming up for you is a program belief that you may have carried from someone else. Right. And it's like our entire society. I mean, truly like our financial and economic systems cannot function the way they're currently designed without exploiting the worker class and really convincing them that they're going to starve and they're going to be yes. homeless and they're like that scarcity 
feeds the consumerism consumption output mm-hmm. dynamic that is not healthy. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's like, what belief systems are supporting my ability to receive right now? Is it that it's really effing hard and it's always going to be hard? Is it I tried becoming more abundant? I tried manifesting, but it didn't happen. It's still not here yet. So it's never going to happen, right? Like you get to become in tune with what's going on in your mind. What's going on in your subconscious? Are you optimistic about your chances? Yeah. Like optimism, not hobium, not false belief, not nonsense, magical thinking, but true optimism of, you know what? I bet I can do this is crucial. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. you if you listen to those thoughts as you're suggesting and they're all negative talk and that's the story, you, you're not going to have the fuel for the engine that is going to carry you to manifestation land. You need that. Correct. I love yeah. that. Yep. And so if like what's backing you is making money's hard and then you see all these affirmations where it's like, I'm a millionaire, I'm a rich bitch. And you just keep repeating that every single day. And you're like, why is this not happening? Your subconscious knows that you're lying because you actually don't believe that to be your truth. You're not in alignment with the work at all. Yes. And this is why I never tell my clients to start out with affirmations because if you don't believe them, they're the biggest waste of your time. Yeah. Right? Can affirmations be supportive? Sure. Once you uncover what's going on behind the scenes, subconsciously, energetically in your nervous system, which I'll share in a second, right? Making it really easy, just simple check-ins, then affirmations are supportive. Yes. But I don't like seeing those things on Pinterest where it's like, say these affirmations and you're going to be a millionaire. And people are like, affirmations don't work for me. That's not true. It's just that affirmations aren't the first step if you're living out of alignment. Yeah. Also, going to Pinterest for spiritual advice might be a bad idea. Let's, that's a little asterisk footnote for anybody listening. Yes. I've actually just recently this week been sharing on Pinterest, like affirmations aren't going to make you a millionaire. I love it. Thank you for trying to take market share from nonsense. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm like, we just have to know the truth here. So, That's step number one, just uncovering what are your actual beliefs? What's going on in your subconscious? Because that's the foundation that's holding you right now, right? And if you're desiring to hold more, to receive more, we can't do that from a place of it's hard, it's not going to happen, it's never going to show up. So that's step one, just figuring out what's going on in the subconscious Knowing that you were at choice and you are the one who's in control who can shift that, right? It's not just by chance. It's not just by luck. It's it's you. You can do this, right? Taking the power back into your own hands. And then step two is uncovering what's going on in your energy because we know your energy is what communicates to the universe. Either doors open, I'm ready to receive, or doors close, no thank you, go to someone else. Yeah. Right. And like what you were saying about optimism is completely different from hope and just like wishing. And so you get to do a little check in right now where it's like, hmm, is my underlying energetic frequency attuned to lack, scarcity, struggle? It's so easy for everyone else. It's never going to happen to me. 
right? Or is it more optimistic where it's like abundance is effing unlimited, meaning there's unlimited possibilities for me. Anything can happen at any given moment. Like which direction are you leaning right now? And you'll know that if all of a sudden you go and check the mail and you get an unexpected bill, (laughs) notice how you're reacting. Are you like, fuck, how am I going to pay this shit? Right. Which takes you into lack or scarcity. You're going to be like, okay, it's a bill. It's all going to work out. I know that because I'm supported. Right. Because I feel really solid in a foundation that I'm building on. Everything's working out for me. When I check in on whether what my energy is doing as it pertains to maybe my business or clients or other people, the language I always look for is, do I feel like I'm constricting mm-hmm. or do I feel like I'm expanding? You yeah. know, and I also have PTSD. I have problems. I got, I got lots of problems. But when I'm stressed out or anxious, the way scarcity or, or like famine thinking manifests for me is I, I start to raise the draw bridges. Mm-hmm. I start to close up, close down, get safe. And you don't mm-hmm. receive when you're constricting. Yes. You don't receive, you can't receive anything, let alone help from other people or money or anything tangible. Yeah. So getting back into a, how do I expand? And one of the tricks I use, this may not be a part of your three-step method, but I I move chi around. It's a little bit more of like mm-hmm. a feng shui thing. So mm-hmm. I'll throw things out. Clothes I don't wear, things I don't need, get rid of clutter because it's okay. Yeah. Because, you know, if that potholder, like, you know, the thinking of I need to keep this potholder in case there's a time in my life I can't buy a potholder. It's like, if you can't buy a potholder, you got a lot of problems. It's a big, you're in trouble. So, like, doing that thought exercise, letting it go. And then also, you know, like on Etsy or something, I run a sale. Like, Mm -hmm. like right now I got a big sale and it just felt good and I just want to move things. And it wasn't because I was in famine thinking or anything, but I was feeling a little stagnant. Yeah. You know, or if you have a negative experience, like you have to release a client from a program or a bill, you want anything like that, that gives you the willies, mm-hmm. like getting into something that feels good and positive can change, like get you out of that. Yes. Current state. You're changing your state a little bit. Yes. Changing your state and you're allowing flow because so many of us hold on to things so tightly because we don't believe that it's going to come back, that there's possibility of something else to replace it or possibility of something else greater than that, right? We're also under the illusion we're in control of everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what feeds that anxiety and that scarcity. It's like if I just white knuckle harder, it's like nothing has ever gotten better. Right. By the way, way. not in corporate, not in, not in woo land, nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so I, I like to say you're either in a state of resistance or you're in a state of allowing or receiving, right? Same thing, just different words. And so it's so true because it's like the energy, the energetic frequency and foundation that you're communicating to the universe is so effing powerful and so much more than what you can physically do like in this human form. But we don't know that because we're so conditioned to be like, do, 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 do this, right? And then- I have value because I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's programmed within us, Yeah. right? And it's like, 
okay, I can look at this differently because it's also like an awareness check-in. If you've been on your manifestation journey and you've been manifesting and you're not really seeing a huge difference, just some things here and there, it's like, if this doesn't feel like it's working, maybe it's time to do something different. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's okay. Like we Switch can it up. Switch it Give up. Give yourself permission to change your mind is such yeah. a theme of this podcast. Because there's things that work, things that don't, practitioners mm-hmm. that you vibe with until you don't. And it's like, none of this is a face tattoo. You're not that stuck with it. You right. can... Give yourself permission. Just say, you know what? Maybe I'm not going to be a, a vegan. Maybe I'm, I'm going to eat some fish this week and see how I feel. Yeah. And people act like if they do that, because everything's so tribal and social media based, that if they pivot, they're going to lose their community. And right. if you lose your community because you decided to make a small change like that, that's not a community. Yes. And let yeah. me just share something, actually, because I have pivoted. I used to be like all about yoga right? Full-time yeah. yoga instructor. My Instagram thing was like Kelly Pender Yoga. I built a community off of yoga. And the moment I started to shift into manifestation, into self-development, into personal power and owning who the fuck you are and who you came here to be, I lost hundreds, thousands of quote-unquote followers, yeah. right? So many people like unsubscribed from my email list. And I remember at first being so hurt because I was like, why does this effing matter? Because you wanted to see me like half naked in handstands on the mountain, right? Whatever you do, don't talk, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ruin it. What's wrong with you? People are so rude. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And and I'm sharing this because I I changed massively, massively, but it wasn't a change. It was a transformation. Right. And from that, I learned, wow, like when you really step into who you are and into your purpose, you're either going to give people the opportunity to be like, that's effing awesome. She did it. It's possible for me. Or you're going to trigger something within other people that makes them really uncomfortable. And so I made a lot of people uncomfortable. And it took me a long time to be like, it was never about me. It was about them. They were never meant to be in my community. They were meant to leave let them leave, right? Mm-hmm. Let that energy flow. Just like you were saying, like, clean out, clear out. Let it go. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. So I just wanted to share that. Um, so yeah, your energetic foundation, like it's really important just to see how you're operating and how you're viewing things, right? Because you have a choice to look at how are you viewing any instance, any experience, any opportunity in your life? Are you viewing it from the lens of lack, not enough? Like this moment isn't enough. It needs to be better. It needs to be grander. Because mm-hmm. a lot of us do that because we're programmed to be like, eh, it's not enough. I don't have the car yet. I don't have the house yet. I don't have the relationship yet. And then we stay in that energy because that's the energy that compounds. Yeah. Or do you want to put on the lenses, glasses of being like, you know what? It's on its way to me. I know that I trust that I believe that even though I don't see it yet. And so in this moment, I'm going to decide to have fucking fun. Why yeah. do I need to wait for the thing to come into my reality to have fun, to feel good, <laughs> to enjoy my life? Right. Mm-hmm. So many of us like cap ourselves off from fun, play, pleasure, because we don't have the thing in our reality yet. 
And that's like a, in order of operations thing where people go, I'll be happy when. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you hear how crazy you sound right now? Crazy. Crazy. That's not how anything works. You got to get, it, it's funny. It's just like, we, we're very good at this as a culture when it comes to self-care as it pertains to fitness. You know, you've been in that mm-hmm. business where if someone goes, I just don't have time to work out. You'll hear this rallying cry of, you got to make the time. Yeah. And that's the only way it gets done. And there's, you can't wait for the perfect day or moment or for your job to change. Your kids are good. You got to start working out now. Like we're very good at that now. Yes. We're not good at that with other things that you want to bring into your life with abundance work. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're so focused on it not being here or desire not being here yet that that's the energy that's compounding, right? We're almost like, unknowingly activating the problem and like living in the problem instead of just living in the energy of like abundance and fuck yes. And that's the thing where it's like, what do you believe abundance to be and feel like for you? Because it's going to feel different for everyone. It's not like a one size fits all. Just like being in alignment isn't a one size fits all. And so you get to shift your perspective on what does actually being abundant feel like for me and mean for me. And maybe it's not about the handbag. Maybe it's not about the car. Well, for me, you know, I grew up very poor. I had to work a very, very hard, long slog to get anywhere, frankly. Mm -hmm. So every day of life basically has been like, I'm, I'm like having the time of my life. Like, this is a cruise for me. Mm-hmm. I used to, when I lived in Chicago, walk to the art museum every Friday, late afternoon, like end of work, get a glass of champagne and look at art. I'm like, this is my goddamn life. I love that. Like, I, I you know, and that's the other thing. And I want to get to step three. Trust me. I have well, not forgotten. I'm taking notes. But people, when they hear abundance or manifestation, they think money. Yes. They think high, high moneyed yep. things as well. And You know, I'm just happy to be like living and not be in constant stress and not live in in squalor Uh and, you know, to have a husband and a dog and have health and have Uh a garden. Like, do you think some of this, too, is lack of of gratitude as a practice and recognizing it when you have it? Yeah. Yes, because just like you said, like, oh, my God, that sounds like a dream for me right now. Just sipping champagne and like looking at art like, oh, what a life. It's nice. It's so nice. And you're enjoying it and you're letting yourself just enjoy your life. But so many of us would take that moment as it's not enough. Yeah. Right. There's no one here with me. Like I would do it all the Mm -hmm. time single. And even when I was dating and then and then married to my husband, he's a chef. He's not around Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. He's at work, right? Mm-hmm. And I just like loving doing things alone, I think is a mm. big thing. Yeah. I remember, so we moved to Austin, Texas from Chicago. And apparently women don't eat alone here. Oh. So this, so I was like blowing people's minds. And I went to dinner one night at this great restaurant here named Suerte. It's delicious. And the server literally, it, she's very sweet, talented musician. I like her. I follow her on Instagram, but she was like, oh my God, because she goes, is someone joining you? And I was like, no, it's just me. And I had literally a hard, like a paper book, a physical book that I was going to read while I ate. And she was so brave. You're like my hero. And I was like, oh my, you got to get better friends. Oh my God. I was like, is, for real, do women not eat out here? And she's like, well, I think they do, but it's just, it's very brave. And I was like, it's not, it's not brave. Like right. a grown ass woman 
who works and you may not want to cook every night. And you also like ordering takeout, all this, like get out mm-hmm. of some sweatpants, go to dinner. Yeah. That civilizes you. And it's, it's abundant. Nothing feels more abundant to me than like eating at a nice restaurant, oh. not a fancy one, not a crazy one or any special occasion, but just Monday, Tuesday night going out for a nice meal and getting yourself a nice cocktail. Yes. That yeah. sounds, you're not I an mean- animal. No. <laughs> What's that? That's just people. And that's a program condition thing to be like, oh, yeah. eating alone, that's sad. That's kind of pathetic. Like you must be a loser. Right. Time and that's my going- life every time. Just yeah. The best time. Yeah. The best time. That's because you actually enjoy being with yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I have to say, like most people don't because they make that mean something about them. Most people don't want yeah. to take themselves out to dinner or take themselves to a movie because they're like, I I feel uncomfortable being with myself. I'm making it mean that I'm a loser, pathetic, and that's sad. And it's not. It's a pro tip, getting a little high and going oh. to see a movie by yourself in the middle of the day is the most fun ever, by the mm. way. Yes. You're missing out, everybody. Yeah. What are you doing? I I love getting high and being with myself. Like yeah. that's when I connect to my higher self. That's when I receive ideas and I'll just, <laughs> my mind works like a movie. I'll just have like a play going on and I'm just like giggling mm. and laughing and I love it. It's the best. It's the best. Yeah. And nothing makes me feel more like a child in a good way, like happy memories than going to the movies. My husband and I, it's our favorite date night. We just two nights ago saw The Killer, a new David Fincher movie, Michael Fassbender's in it. And I was, the whole soundtrack was The Smiths and Morrissey. And I was like, did someone make a movie for me? And we were like laughing and giggling. And you just, you enjoy it. it yeah. It's childlike joy. And yeah. I want to get to number three. But before we wrap up, let's talk about the vibration of joy. Because navel chakra, you know, being joyful and playful to me is, is that's abundance energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like you get to have, it's, it's almost like, not everything has to be about money, but you were the one who made it about money. And because money is a leading energy, you see, uh-oh, the money's not here. I'm in lack. Uh-oh, I don't have this. I'm in lack. So what if you allowed yourself to shift your view on abundance and thought of like an abundance of fucking laughter, an abundance of creativity, an abundance of clarity, an abundance of inspiration of ideas. Because when that abundance flows through you, the money inevitably comes with it because you're just in the energy of it. But when your energy flows where attention goes. Yes. Yes. And that's what's so easeful about it. But you are the one making it hard by focusing all of your energy on the money that isn't here yet. And that's where your energy went. That's where your focus went. You know what's funny is this is stuff that comes up when you do a larger dose of mushrooms. You know, something past a microdose. A lot of people have a dialogue with their higher self. Like I, I was just listening to, it's such a bro podcast, but it was amazing. It's called Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. It's Matt McCusker and Shane Gillis. They're comedians. And Matt's a legit like shaman person, not on mm. paper, but he is. And he was describing like he set an intention and did five grams of mushrooms. And he goes, I want to handle my fear. He had just had a baby and he was getting a, you know, you're a mother and you are, when are you due? Again, In like five weeks. There it is. Yeah. So the irrational, like the fear spirals were coming up for him. 
yeah. about like the baby, the baby, you know, and part of that's evolutionary biology, but he's like, it's not serving me. Does a bunch of mushrooms, had a dialogue with his higher self who goes, you know, you can have fear. You could be in fear if you want, but it's not doing anything. It's not making you say this whole, and the, what you're describing reminds me of conversations people get to have with plant medicine. Yes. Of like, hey, you can be poor and you can struggle and you can have that be your story. Like that's on you. Like that's fine with us. Or you can let that go. Yes. Like that separation, that objectivity with self. It's yeah. so hard to get there sometimes. It is. And it's it's also like looking at it as to me, and, and this took me years to really like get into, but to me, having a conversation with your higher self is the easiest fucking thing that you can do. But we avoid it at all costs because we're scared. We don't know the outcome. And again, we go back to, we think we have to be high vibe and like think positive and then we can manifest mm -hmm. and apply all this bullshit and all these rules and all these affirmations. And it's like, you never had to do any of that. Spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. We just gave you the plot. But yeah, you never had to do any of that stuff. I, I just wrote because we have a Scorpio new moon coming up on the 16th. Mm. And to me, the energy of it was really about how the map is not the territory. You know, so you're on Pinterest, you're on Instagram or TikTok, and you're getting these 30 lists of 35 things to do today to be abundant, to manifest. You got to do this, this. That's the map. Mm -hmm. The territory is life. It's the lived experience. And what those models flatten out is, is like your humanity, your emotional depth, your intuition, you know, the ephemera of lived experience. Mm -hmm. And when you go there and you, you know, like one of the exercises I recommended on a post on Substack was going out in the backyard lighting sparklers. Mm -hmm. I actually bought a gig. I had no idea how much I bought. I'm, I'm, I have such girl brain. Like, they're like, it's this big. I bought like an industrial box of giant sparklers. I know. It, it's the, you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get high and go on Amazon. Get high and go to the movie theater. That's, yeah. that's a good distinction to make. But I was like, go outside and light a sparkler. Like, when was yeah. the last time you wrote things with a sparkler? It's impermanent. Yeah. There's no quote point to it. You're not making money. You know, try to not film it. Like try to just do it and, and be it and allowing for that to inform things instead of the maps, you know, like, well, you're yeah. in human design, you're manifesting generator. Yeah. So that means you have to dot, 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 dot. And it's like, okay. Or I could just go in the backyard and lay a sparkler and tune all of you out. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that actually kind of rounds up step two, the energetic attunement, which is huge. Like this is a huge piece. Yeah. And, and it this almost sounds like, like it could take time too. Mm-hmm. It yeah. can so because people need to be patient with this process and with themselves, I would think. Yes, because there's layers that come up that we didn't yeah. even know were there, right? And and to your point with just like playing with a sparkler, that sounds so fun. And right. the outcome and intention was that was purely to feel fucking good, right? And that's the point. It wasn't, I'm going to do this so then this occurs. I'm going to do this so then this happens. And that's where our brains go. And that's where you're being led by logic. That's where you're being led by fear. And it's like, what if you allowed yourself to just do things that feel fucking good to feel good and making that be enough? Because when that's your intention to feel good, you're in alignment, abundance flows, abundance comes in. Like it's really that simple. We just made it hard. 
We made it really hard and it didn't ever have to be. So recap, step one, tuning into what are your belief systems? What are you subscribing to, right? And then step two, energetic attunement. How are you viewing? Are you viewing the world, your experiences through lack or through like unlimited possibilities and potential and everything's working out for me? And then step three is just checking in with your nervous system. This is something that we tend to forget. This doesn't have to be a big to-do, right? It's just checking in and being like, how is my nervous system? Am I allowing myself to rest, which equals receiving? Or am I so used to pushing, forcing, doing all of these things, which brings me into a dysregulated state, which actually like constricts the flow of receiving. And so you get to check in with that and just ask yourself, how do I feel when I think about resting? Do I feel safe resting? Do I feel safe letting go? Or am I pulling this meaning in around rest where you're lazy, you're useless, you're unproductive, so nothing's going to happen, right? The irony of that is every time I get up from the desk and I go do something without a goal of the activity and like walking the dog or whatever, mm-hmm. it's always when opportunity comes knocking every single time. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And I I can think of so many times where like random money, random clients, random people slid into my DMs, as we said, <laughs> when I was just like doing the most random shit. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. right and that's so interesting because we think we have to do 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 to receive and you don't and so it's almost like unlearning everything that you learned and just simplifying it so many of these coaches they package this as you have to do 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 they reinforce it Mm -hmm. and you know it feels very finite and neat and clean and So I would just recommend to anybody out there shopping for somebody like you have a three step methodology, which makes sense. I have similar things, but they're not we're not treating the map like it's life. Yeah, at all. Yeah, that shit's wild where they're like, no, you just do. It's superstitious. It's like going to a voodoo priest and like, (laughs) yeah, you just dab this around your house and you're gonna be rich. It's like, what are we doing here? It's wild. Yeah, that stuff doesn't work. And although I love crystals. You know, it's not like place this pyrite crystal in the east corner of your home and whatever. And I did all of these things. Yeah. (laughs) I did all those things. And it's not that they don't work, but it's like if you don't have this foundation set up to support you, to support yourself, to support your alignment, then you're not going to have the solid foundation to hold more, to hold more abundance, to hold more of your desires. Right? Like it starts with you. It doesn't start with all these bullshit methods. Well, the nervous system thing, I'm really glad you said that because I am in full adrenal recovery. Mm. It has been, I did hormones first. I went off birth control after 23 years of being on it. Yeah. And then I realized, oh, all my problems aren't hormonal. Some of them are adrenal. Mm-hmm. So time to get into that. And now that I'm into that, I I am like you. I'm actually a certified yoga instructor. My hours are not up to date or any of that shit. But I went to do just yin yoga yesterday. Mm. And I felt like my whole body was filled with cement. Oof. Just the somatic 
reservoirs of stress and anxiety, particularly from the last three years, you know, moving, changing your business, changing your, pro like it, it was wild to do that at that time. And I feel like we're in unprecedented market conditions where it feels like anything can happen at any moment. Anything can go aside. All that nonsense as a small business owner, you're like, oh, what the hell is going on? Yeah. So now today, as I explained, I have I'm sans fault, as they say, without makeup and all that, because I'm going to go get a massage. Because yesterday, trying to do just child's pose, I was like, I think I need outside help. Yeah. This is a real situation. I yeah. let this get out of hand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how much have I been constricting that this is showing up in my body this way? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So really, your nervous system, and there may be physical symptoms that your nervous system is in, what you call resistance. Mm-hmm. Yes, stiffness, you're not sleeping, your heart rate's up, maybe tightness in the chest. I don't know if you, do you have any other sort of signs, symptoms, things to look for when your nervous system is not doing what you want it to do? Yeah. I mean, see, this is where you get to really become aware because so many of us get used to operating out of a dysregulated nervous system. Yes. That we don't even realize our body has been giving us signs, red flags to be like, slow down slow down. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you can just check in and be like, am I constantly tired? Am I constantly stressed? Am I constant, constantly anxious? Right. Do I feel out of control? Uh, how many, I mean, I don't like to be like, and I'm not saying don't drink coffee because I freaking love coffee, but it's like, how many cups of coffee are you drinking to get you through your day? Yeah. Bad sign. Right. That's a sign where it's like, ooh, your nervous system is dysregulated. Mm -hmm. So, and, and there's so many other subtle signs too, where it's just like, notice how you are reacting or responding to certain things. Right. Like if you feel this, like, oh my God, I don't, like yeah. this feels really hard. This feels really like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain this, but you just feel this heightened sensation. Right. That's coming from a dysregulated nervous system. Yeah. So there's big signs like physically, and then there's really subtle signs too that we just sweep under the rug and just act like that's normal. Oh, this is normal. All Americans should be stressed. All people should be anxious and just feel really like out of control. Is that normal or did you make it's it? really normal? not. This is one of the primary reasons when I was working um, at like a normal job, I, I could not go into the office. People had this real like submissive dog thing to them. Like, what, what, what did you hear? Who, who's coming in? What meeting? What's that about? I'm like, I'm not doing this with you. It's Monday. Like, I'm right. just getting going. And this is like, I'm not an empath. Like, I have empathy, but I'm, I'm not particularly sensitive. A corporate office was like a radiation zone for me because of the, the scarcity and the, the, well, you know, if, if he's coming for me, I'm going to come for him. It's nothing but the worst of this yeah. at large. And there are people who try their best, you know, and by the way, usually they get marginalized. Mm -hmm. They get pushed out because nobody wants to hear you being confident and happy or healthy or showing up like regulated and providing the contrast for everybody else. Yeah. And it's like, that's what we need, though. We need oh, tell people. Tell me about it. We need people like that. We need that to be the new norm, right? Because the way that yep. we're living right now, it's like, it is just doomed for, 
I don't like the word failure, but it's doomed for any type of growth and any type of expansion. You know why they can't have those people around? The regulated, healthy, happy, humane and human is because the shareholders can't extract maximum value mm. in that if that person's in a position where they're they're a decision maker. Right. And they're managing, pe- God forbid, they start managing people and they start showing a positive example for teams of people. Those are serfs working the land. They need to be stressed. They need to be in fear so we can control them. So they're obedient. I mean, right. genuine. Mm, like yeah. being happy and healthy and being in a state of nervous system regulation in most work environments is a straight up act of rebellion. <laughs> Good luck. You know, I got feedback once because I was a people manager that I didn't, my, my colleague and I both didn't seem unhappy enough and people didn't trust us. They're like, well, they seem like happy and healthy and they talk about going to yoga. Like we're all struggling. And I'm like, holy shit. What? That? Like, yes. Because we weren't engaged in the collective suffering. And yes. it's this sort of invisible handshake where you're in the club now and we trust you. Yeah. 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 Wild, isn't it? Yes. I was just thinking like, you know, I don't know how many years ago when I had a nine to five job, I was like, yeah, everyone, everyone is subscribed to scarcity, struggle, yeah. complaining, being a negative unhappy. stories. Mm-hmm. Like everyone. it never, I'm not going to get promoted and this, that, and the other. And it's man. So I didn't do well. I worked from home a lot. Yeah. And people would be like, are you like, if there was a meeting, and I would pop in for the meeting or sometimes I would just go to the team dinner and they're like, oh, are you, did you fly in in the afternoon? I'm like, no, I live two blocks from the office. I was there the whole time with my dog <laughs> living life and breathing and yeah. not releasing in cortisol oh, on a second God. by second basis. Yeah. I love um, it. Let's go ahead. Kelly, I don't know if you know this. We have a sponsor here. The skeptical the podcast. She is an emotional and psychological tyrant. Oh, uh, it's the owner of the totem tarot deck, the creator of it. I've heard, you know, she can make people disappear. So we have to make sure we're going to pull a card. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to ask about what we've been talking about or just see what comes up? I think I just want to see what comes through. Let's do this. Let's see what the higher self has to say. I love it. It's re- it's really good. It's an abundance card. See, it's been really creepy and on point. Eight of crystals, aka the eight of coins, ooh, is all about achieving success by breaking things down into snackable bits every day. So one day doing one thing that just moves you closer to your dreams or your goals instead of getting overwhelmed with the feeling of I need to do it all at once or I'm never going to get there, ending up in analysis paralysis or any of that. And it's it's associated with things like continued education, going mm-hmm. to college, because frankly, continued education is an exercise in faith and self. If I spend this money and I dedicate this time, I'm going to get this certification or degree and I'm going to go on to bigger and better things. It's inherently optimistic. Oh, I love it. And it's not a magic trick. It's funny. It's literally the hard work bitch card. Hard work. But not too hard. Just a little bit every day. You have to do it all at once. Yes. Let that go. You don't have to kill yourself. You don't have to be drained and on your eighth cup of coffee at seven o'clock in an office, being sad, wearing sad flat shoes. Remember those sad flat shoes? Yes. They're like that everyone well. would wear to the office. And it's like, you know, at that point, just put some sneaks on. Mm-hmm. Have a little self-respect. They, yes. they stick in my bag. It's like, oh, we need to free you. 
Yes. I want to build a sanctuary to rewild people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let it be easy. I love that. Let that it card be easy. perfect. I love that card. That's people. It's a sleeper. When that shows up in a reading, they're like, oh, okay, so I'm going to be doing stuff and I'm going to be working towards my goals. Like you should hear. It's funny. You talk about the internal self-talk. Sometimes doing what I do, I hear it yeah. out loud. And I'm like, no, this is like a big deal. Like you're going to get stuff done. You're going to manifest these things and they will enable you to then receive more abundance. This is good. Yes. It's kind of the only way stuff gets done. Uh, that's cards associated with spider medicine. You know, and spiders build their their webs, their workers, their craftsmen. And they're always kind of doing something, but then they sit and they wait. Yeah. It's that balance of design and work and weight and luck. And I've heard this great definition of luck, which is um, preparation meets opportunity. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's from a stoic like Marcus Aurelius Peer, Roman philosopher. And I'm like, thank you for that. Because people go, well, it's not luck, it's hard work. It's you've got to grind or or it's all luck and light your abundance candle and point it in the Northeast direction of your, what you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a happy medium. And that's the what that card represents. Oh, that's perfect. Yep. I, I gotta say, I love that you're out there. I love that you're helping people with this for real. And you're not selling a bunch of pipe dreams and you're not getting them all whipped up with lifty sales techniques. And you're like, and go out there and train more trainers and hand your mortgage over to me. <laughs> kind of that happens, dude. It's wild. It's a wild west out there. I know. I've been I've been hearing about that. And I'm like, that's just that's just not for me. That's, you know, it's See simple. how simple it is. Yeah. yeah. It's just not for me. Like anybody listening, when when you, if you leave this with nothing else, just as you're scanning stuff, you're watching something, you're scrolling through social media, friends send you something, just go like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, check in with how you feel and be like, that's not for me. Yeah. That doesn't seem right to me. So I'm just going to take a pass this time. Yeah. And there's so much power there. Yeah. Why don't you let everybody know about your incredible podcast that I have really been enjoying? It's all along this theme, which I appreciate. What's it called? Where can people find it? Where can they find you? Work with you? Yeah. So it's called the Badass Babe Oracle Podcast, which we love. It's all about coming home to yourself and really just discovering your unique alignment, your soul purpose, your gifts that only you possess. And then you can find me on Instagram. That's where I mainly am at the underscore badass babe. And then my website, kellypender.com with my programs. Like I said, the abundance DNA method that's inside manifest that shit university. <laughs> which I, I love. <laughs> and, and the reason I in, instinctually trust it is it's not super cut and dry. It, it doesn't feel too magical to be possible. Mm. And, you know, when I talk to people about the coaching work I do, they'll say like, well, you know, what do I get out of it? What happens? I go, we don't know yet. We have no idea. Like, and that's a wild way to sell something. But it's also true. It's like, we'll find out. I I can't tell you yet. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun. Yeah. You'll get something. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Because right there, it's like you're doing it your own way. Right. And it just shows that the outcomes are literally unlimited. It's not just here's the one outcome. Here's the one thing. It's like there's so much potential. Completely. Well, this is great. Thank you so much. Everybody hit her up. Follow her. Don't listen to the other stuff. (laughs) Tune that up.